What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Friday, October 20th. I'm very excited for today's show. I know I always say that, but today's special because at the end of the show, for about the last third of the episode, uh, my, my good friends, my best friends at school, Mark and Drake, are going to come down, and we're going to talk a lot about basketball, some more about sports. Um, we're going to sh- They disagree with me strongly, so we're going to talk about some of their insights. I want to start with this, though. My two favorite NBA players are LeBron James and Lonzo Ball. I love LeBron. I know that's controversial, but I also love Lonzo Ball. I love his dad. I love the dad's loudness, and I love that Lonzo isn't anything like the dad. And most of all, I love the way that Lonzo Ball plays basketball. He's a, he's a fun guy and an easy guy to be a fan of. But last night, well, here's what happened last night. The Clippers and the Lakers squared off, and Patrick Beverly gave Lonzo Ball a hard time all night. He gave him what I call a warm welcome to the NBA, which means that Patrick Beverly was very, it was aggressive and extremely physical, pushing him around at times, knocking him to the ground with unabashedly just giving him a hard time last night. Even as a fan of Lonzo Ball, guess what? I loved it. I loved watching that. That is why I love Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is like a story making machine. He creates controversy. He's a, no matter what he does, he could do anything. And there's a story behind it. It's interesting. It's fun. He is, Lonzo Ball is the most interesting basketball player in the NBA. It's him and LeBron. They're so close. And that's why I love them both. Now, the reason why a majority of the people don't like Lonzo Ball, you, you know, Lonzo Ball is very polarizing. You either love Lonzo Ball or you hate Lonzo Ball. There are very few people that are indifferent to Lonzo Ball. Now, the reason people do not like him is because of his father. Lonzo Ball's dad is LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball is outspoken. He is loud. And many people do not like him. He's, he, said, he said things that I don't support. Things that I'm like, uh, you know, even though I like you, LeVar, I do not support you saying that. But however, this is what has made Lonzo Ball rise to the occasion. His, 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 dad, has, his dad is the reason why he's so popular. Now here's what Lonzo Ball reminds me of. I love playing rec basketball here. I, I go to Washington State University. We play basketball all the time. Me, and my, me, Drake, and Mark, we just we play basketball all the time. It's my favorite thing. Other than making this show and producing content, playing rec basketball is my favorite thing at WSU. Now, there's this one kid we play with, and I, call, I make fun of him. I call him the Kobe kid. This kid is so full of himself. I've heard him say this out loud. He says, I'm the best person in this gym. This kid thinks he is so good. It drives me nuts. I, I, absolutely, I don't like him at all. Now, when I play him, I bring my best game to the table. I play with my maximum effort. I, and you know what he does? He doesn't take over the game. He, he may say, he can say all he wants, he's the best player on the court. But when I guard him, he doesn't make it happen. He, he will score, yes. He's, he's a fantastic basketball player. There's no doubt. The Kobe kid that I don't like is a very good basketball player. But he's not embarrassing me. He's not doing these amazing, outrageous things. He's just very full of himself. And we get really chippy. We get physical. I like playing against him, and I like beating him. It feels really good. I talk mess. I don't like him. I really don't like this kid. That is the LeVar Ball effect. Lonzo Ball is a great guy. He seems like. Lonzo Ball seems like a good kid. A kid I would want to be friends with. His dad is, is loud and insane and in a good way. I, again, I, I'm a fan of his dad. I don't, I don't stand by everything he says, but I, I think I would meet his dad, and I think I would enjoy LeVar Ball. 
But the majority of people do not like Lonzo Ball's dad. So when Lonzo Ball plays basketball this season, everybody he plays with is going to bring their maximum effort. Kind of like when I play the kid at the Rec League Basketball Center. When I want to... When I, I bring a different level of intensity when I play the Kobe kid that I don't like. His name's not actually Kobe. We just call him that because he's a ball hawk. But the point is... NBA players are going to bring their maximum effort when they play Lonzo Ball this season. LeVar Ball, his dad, is outspoken. He's loud. And, and you know what? I love LeVar Ball, I love you. If you ever want to do an interview, come, come to I know you went to Washington State at one point. Come to Washington State. I'll interview you. We'll sit down. I, hopefully, coming I'm 21, we'll have a beer. I think I think a beer with LeVar Ball would be a ton of fun. I, I really, really think that would be enjoyable. But the majority of people don't like LeVar Ball. The majority of people hate LeVar Ball. Therefore, they hate his son, Lonzo Ball, the NBA star for the Lakers. There's a price to pay for that. And the price to pay is players, fans, if they don't like you, they will bring everything they have. So Lonzo Ball is going to get the maximum effort out of everybody he plays this year. And I love it. I'm all for it. Because Lonzo Ball's, we are going to learn what Lonzo Ball is made of. See, the Kobe kid would rise to the occasion. If he really was the best kid in the gym, which at times I'll admit he is. He's a very good basketball player. But if he could, if he was as good as he thinks he is, he would dominate me. He would, he would rise up when I play more chippy and, and a little more physical with him. And he doesn't. So we'll, we'll learn from Lonzo Ball. Is he really elite? Is he really a special athlete? It might take a year or two, but he's going to keep getting the same effort. And if he does rise to the occasion then we can truly know Lonzo Ball is not only elite, but he was elite in the face of getting everybody's best maximum effort all season because of the LeVar Ball effect. Finally, the last thing I want to say about Lonzo Ball is, do you guys remember Rebecca Black? Rebecca Black had a song, you know, Friday, Friday, that's how it sounded. Friday is a song everyone hated. And Rebecca Black is known for being the, I think he has the most disliked YouTube video ever to grace the internet. <laughs> it's insane. It's like, it's ridiculous. Maybe it was a new movie. For, I, I, regardless, I don't remember. Rebecca Black was hated. But everybody knows who Rebecca Black is. And everybody knows that song Friday. And my argument is, if Rebecca Black had used what she'd gotten and just, if she'd put, if her second song had been fantastic, we wouldn't have forgotten Friday. But we would have, she would have stuck around, I really think, because she had such a big audience. If she could have capitalized, that would have, that would have been very interesting to me. So Lonzo Ball is going to get challenged. He's, gonna, he's having his Friday moment where everyone hates him. If he can capitalize, if he can rise up to the occasion, which Rebecca Black could not, Lonzo Ball is incredible. That, then he would be truly incredible. I'm rooting for Lonzo Ball. I really like Lonzo Ball, and I hope, I hope, oh, I hope, LeBron James goes to L.A. so we can get LeBron James and Lonzo Ball on the same basketball team. Last night, the Raiders and the Chiefs played on Thursday Night Football. It was a fantastic, fantastic game. I watched a little bit of the Dodgers game. That became a blowout, and I was like, okay, Monday night, or Thursday Night Football, let's go. Let's make this happen. And I was mostly right about this game. You know, the Raiders and the Chiefs was competitive. It was fun. It was close. And I predicted the game. I said that the Chiefs would win. I was wrong about that. But what I was right about was, man, it was a close, fun game. It was like watching, you know, the, the atmosphere of that game, even from behind a television screen. It felt like a college game. There was so much energy and excitement in Oakland. It was unbelievable. But what I was overwhelmingly wrong about, the one thing I just 
completely missed was on Derek Carr. You know, I, I do a segment called NFL Buy or Sell. It's my favorite thing I do on this, on this show. And, and I sold the Raiders. I said, I, don't, I love the Raiders. I love Derek Carr. I don't believe that his back is good, and I think their, their secondary is not good enough. I said, and Derek Carr didn't look comfortable. You know, he, he hurt his back, uh, I think, three weeks ago, took a week off, came back last week, and just you know, he came back on Sunday, actually, four days ago, so five days ago now. He stunk it up. Derek Carr looked awful. Derek Carr didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He looked like he was hurt, didn't throw the same. And yesterday, he went out, and he did look comfortable. And Derek Carr looked fantastic. Derek Carr looked like the guy that I thought should have been MVP last year. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be MVP this year before he got hurt. And last year, I thought Derek Carr was going to be the NFL MVP until he got hurt. I still think he should have been NFL MVP. Because clearly, without Derek Carr, the Raiders can't even move the ball. That is how important Derek Carr is to the Raiders organization. Who are the three most valuable people in the NFL? I can tell you who they are. The three most valuable people in the entire NFL are Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and Tom Brady. That is because without Aaron Rodgers, without Derek Carr, those, the Packers and the Raiders cannot win a football game. Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are the lifeblood of their organizations. And even though Tom Brady has a really good backup that we talk about, and we're very curious, when, you know, when's he going to get moved on from? Tom Brady is carrying the Patriots right now. Tom Brady has the worst NFL of his entire career. He has no business with a winning record, and yet he does. Because Tom Brady every week is finding a way to, to make it happen, even despite their bad roster. One second. Dang, Fridge makes too much noise. So... Derek Carr is fantastic. And, and I don't know that I really believe... I still don't really... I'm not sold on the, the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to suddenly make the playoffs. I think, you know, to be honest, many, many times the Raiders had opportunities to lose that game. If a couple things don't go right at the end for the Raiders, the Raiders do lose that game. And then we're looking at a game where Marshawn Lynch got kicked out and there was squabbling on the sideline and the Raiders are, are, are now have an even worse record. They're, I think they would have been 2-4. and four. But the Raiders did win. So people are very, very excited about the Raiders. I don't want to overreact. I really, really don't want to overreact to the game last night. I'm still very cautious and nervous about the Raiders. And I still really believe in the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs absolutely bounced back yesterday. I know the Chiefs didn't make enough plays to make it happen, but I'm not worried about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are, uh, they've lost two games in a row. That's, that sounds horrible on paper. But the Chiefs did play better. And again, it's worth pointing out, if a number of things don't go wrong right at the very end of a game, the Chiefs do win. Down the stretch, there were a couple calls. There were some things that happened, some kind of weird things. The Chiefs just need to finish stronger. The Chiefs are right there. The Chiefs may need to make maybe one or two more plays and they win that game. And NFL buy or sell, I bought the Chiefs. And that's because I believe in the Chiefs. I believe in Alex Smith. And I believe the Chiefs are still the best team in the NFL. They have the best, by far, not even close, the best roster in the NFL. The only team that's even close is the Texans. They have a really, they have a, a fantastic quarterback who's going to be a Pro Bowler this year. I don't care what you say. Alex Smith is having his best year of his life and a breakout year, even in spite of his two bad starts. Now, his bad start against the Steelers and his slightly above average start against the Raiders last night. I still believe in Alex Smith. He will be Okay, the Chiefs are going to be fine. Slow down on the Raiders. I love the Raiders. They still have major issues they need to solve. 
And they lost Marshawn Lynch next week. And that's what I want to talk about next. I love Marshawn Lynch. I think Marshawn Lynch is a genuine good guy. I think he's a he's one of those special human beings that just again, you know, I, I talk about LeVar Ball. Huh? I'd love to get a beer with him. I would love to sit down with Marshawn Lynch. Off the record, not nothing public, but man, he's one of those guys I would love to be friends with Marshawn Lynch. Because Marshawn Lynch seems like a phenomenal, fantastic human being. He Marshawn Lynch does a ton for his community. He's, he's just a lovable guy. I, in fact, you remember the, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I thought that was incredibly funny. I like him. I like his personality. I like who he is. Uh, I, I think he means well. I, I do not think he's a bad guy in any means. But I'm really, really tired of defending Marshawn Lynch. And, and, and in fact, I'm not going to defend him this time. Last night, Marcus Peters, uh, a cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs, had a late hit on Derek Carr. Derek Carr, the quarterback who was previously, his back was injured, and it still is not at 100% clearly at all. And that caused a bit of a scuffle. Not a, not a fight, but there was the brewings of a fight. Like, there was a little bit of pushing and shoving. It seemed like, ooh, this could go wrong. And Marshawn Lynch ran from off the sideline onto the field and got involved. Now, I, I think Marshawn Lynch had good intentions. The, it's been reported, I don't know if it's true or not, that Marcus Peters and Marshawn Lynch are cousins. Um, and yeah, that makes sense. You want to help out your friends. And Marshawn Lynch was like, hey, I want to... I, I, what I believe, I truly believe, is he had, he had good intentions. He wanted to go out and help his friend, keep his friend from getting in a fight. Let's calm us down, separate everybody. But what happened was, Marshawn Lynch ran out there, and in all the confusion and all the excitement, he pushed a ref. And what you cannot do... Under any circumstances, put your hands on an NFL referee. It's against the rules, it's not allowed, and it's unacceptable. It's already oh, a big deal. You know, if, if in high school, someone ran off the, off the sideline onto the field, you wouldn't need to be kicked out of the game. Because your coach would never put you into the game the rest of the year. Do you, maybe the rest of the game. That's unacceptable, though. You cannot. You cannot run off of the sideline onto the field to get involved in a scuffle. And I love Marshawn Lynch. I, I, I absolutely love him. It seems to me, though, that he doesn't understand that the same rules that apply to everybody else also apply to Marshawn Lynch. He's had issues with conformity before. Um, issues that, uh, until now, I haven't cared. I really, I really have defended Marshawn Lynch until this point because in the past, I'm like, he's still well within his rights. This is the one time, Marshawn Lynch, I'm sorry. I'm not going to back you up. You're wrong on this one. So Marshawn Lynch is suspended for a game. He can't play next week. And again, everybody I see in the media is defending. There's one guy, guess who it is, my favorite sportscaster, Colin Coward, who's not defending Marshawn Lynch. I'm not either. You know, I, I, I know. I know that Marshawn Lynch went out to help his cousin. I, I love my brother. I'm very close to my brother. I don't have a cousin, but I have a brother. And I would do anything to help my brother. And I get the intention was there. It was Marshawn Lynch, I believe, I truly believe, had good intentions. Uh, but the problem is speeding is illegal. What I mean is, even if you're speeding in your car to help your friend get to work on time, if you get pulled over for speeding, you're still speeding. What you're doing is still illegal. Even if you're trying to help your buddy, it's still not allowed. It's against the rules. And when you get a speeding ticket for speeding, even though you're trying to help your buddy get to work on time, I will not feel bad for you because you're breaking the law. It's too bad. You were speeding. I believe Marshawn Lynch had good intentions. I've said that many, many times. 
but you cannot touch the refs. You can't speed on a freeway, and you can't touch the refs in an NFL football game. It's not allowed. It's against the rules. And as much as I love Marshawn Lynch, he's not above the law. And so him being suspended for a game, it's sad. It kind of stinks. But I don't feel bad for him. That's his punishment. His punishment that he earned when he put his hands on the ref. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Coming up, uh, we're going to talk about baseball. I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving leaving and later... My good friends are going to come on the show. We're going to have some interesting debate. They strongly disagree with me on some points. Uh, please subscribe to my channel on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to the show, Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, and share this podcast. Tell your friends about the show. My name is Zach Schaumler. I'll be right back. Oh, man. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for baseball to grab my attention. And last night, it finally happened. I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm relieved, actually, because I've been waiting for this moment. I, I wasn't going to force it. I wasn't going to force myself to be interested in baseball. I knew that eventually it would grab my attention, and it did. It finally did last night. I'm watching the Dodgers just trounce. The Dodgers annihilated the Cubs last night. It was a ton of fun. And I was like, okay, I'm all in. I, I want either L.A. or New York to win the World Series. And if they play each other, I really don't care. Although I lean, I lean Dodgers because I like L.A. quite a bit. I've never been to New York. Been to L.A. many times. Love L.A. A lot of Dodgers fans that I know. I'm, exci- I'm finally excited for Major League Baseball. Oh, the first time all year. I still think that's a problem. I still think it's a problem. I didn't care for the first 162 games. I didn't care all October until really the World Series got here. I haven't cared about baseball. But it, I do care finally. I think it's important to say. They finally grabbed my attention. Way too late, in my opinion. But it did finally click. In fact, I kind of hope that Houston plays the Dodgers. Because then I don't even have to, to kind of... I, don't, I, I can pick a side. I can say I want the Dodgers to win and root for someone. Because I do want to root for someone. That'd be really fun. I love rooting for teams. I'm kind of indifferent if LA plays New York. But I also want to point out that growing up, the Houston Astros were a complete joke. The Houston Astros were like, they were the Cleveland Browns of baseball. So even though I'm not rooting for them, and like literally any scenario can happen and the Astros are a team I'm not rooting for, their story's fantastic. That's like the Browns getting to the Super Bowl. You understand that, right? The Astros were down in the dumps. The Astros were nothing. And it's so cool they finally have gotten it figured out and seem to have turned around their franchise. <clears throat> I'm going to shift gears now. This is ultimately a Kyrie Irving topic. Uh, But I want to start with this. My dream is to have my own media company. I want to make content. I want to make podcasts. I want to hire my friends. I want to make videos for a living. I want to do this show right now. I want this to be my job someday. I would rather do this independently by myself than work for ESPN or Fox Sports Radio. I I love working for myself. I love engaging with a smaller community. It's fun. I enjoy it. And yesterday I joked on my Instagram story about hiring my friend Elizabeth. That's because Liz is incredibly talented. Elizabeth Nelson is far better than, uh, far more creative than me in many aspects and far better than me at, at certain things. She has strengths that I don't have. I would hire Liz in a heartbeat. If I start my company tomorrow, bam, Liz, you're hired. I want you to work on camera. I want you to write some stuff and we'll make your own creative projects because I know you're good. At, you just, you're creative and interesting. You have good ideas. And I'd also hire my friend Katsu. Fun fact, I hate setting up lights. 
I hate cameras. I hate editing stuff. Katsu, your production manager. You're better at it than me. Go take care of it. Because it's very important. You want to work with people who are better than you. You want to work with a team of people who are more talented than you at certain things. We all have our strengths. I want to work with people that I'm, I'm well aware. I have issues and, and flaws. I want to work with people who are more talented than I am. Nobody expected the Gordon Hayward injury when Kyrie Irving left LeBron James. But that is what Kyrie Irving did. Kyrie Irving left LeBron James. Kyrie Irving had a talented team of people. Not just a talented team of people, mind you. Kyrie Irving had the most talented person at his craft in the entire world on his team. And he said, I want to leave that. And I was highly critical of Kyrie Irving. And I'm still going to be highly critical of Kyrie Irving. Uh, You know, it looks like his season is over. I do not believe the Celtics will challenge the Cavs now. And I don't feel bad at all. He He made his choice. Kyrie Irving left the Cavaliers. He made a poor decision. And it's very important to point that out. The lesson here is that you want to work with great people. Again, no one saw the Gordon Hayward injury coming. No one expected that. But I do want to point out that LeBron James, in the entire time I've been aware of him, in fact, I think my entire existence, LeBron James has never been injured. Never, never. He sits out games. But LeBron James has never missed a large stretch of any NBA season. That's like, leaving LeBron James is kind of like me starting my own company, uh, but not hiring anyone more talented than me because I'm threatened by them. Because I'm threatened by other people's talents. Actually, better, a better example. My favorite broadcaster, Colin Coward, is like the Michael Jordan of broadcasting. He's the best broadcaster ever. Hold on, guys. I'm almost ready. But if Colin Coward wanted to do a show with me and I said no, because I was afraid of his talent. I didn't, if I said I don't want to be overshadowed by Colin Coward, the greatest broadcaster in the history of the world, I would be an idiot. You don't say, I work alone to Colin Coward. You say, yes, of course I want to work with you. You're the best at your craft. Kyrie Irving said no to the best of his craft. Kyrie Irving said no to LeBron James. That's a horrible decision, and I do not support it at all. You're an idiot. Another example I use all the time is growing up. Uh, my teachers would give me, I, I was the smart kid. I, I had always, I was a good kid at school. And I would always get stuck with the kids who didn't come to school and didn't want to be involved in school when it was time for group projects. So my teams for group projects were always the bad kids that had bad grades and never contributed. And I would have given anything to work with a good team of people. Because again, you cannot forget how important it is to work with a good team of people. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'm going to take a short break. Coming up next, I'm so excited. My buddies Mark and Drake are going to come on the show. Um, they really, I think at least Drake, Drake for some reason loves the thunder, which is like ridiculous. We're going to have some really fun, strong debates about the NBA. Uh, Good stuff coming up. My name is Zach Schumler. Please subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and share this with your friends. I'll be right back. The shot is waist up. There's no reason to wear dress shoes whatsoever. We we could be in our boxers today, and nobody would know. I love you, though. You look best dressed. Uh, What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schumler. We're back. This is Mark. Say hi, Mark. What's going on, guys? This is Drake. I've been very excited for this for a very, very long time. I want to start with this. It's, it's now the baseball playoffs, and I have not care. I decided today I finally care for the first time all year about the Major League Baseball playoffs. Where do you guys fall? Mark, are you excited? Are you interested? Dude, have you cared at all? Honestly, the baseball playoffs are my absolute favorite. It's, it, it's my favorite sporting event to watch just out of everything. Even, fo- you know, football, the Super Bowl, uh, the NBA Finals. I just love the MLB playoffs, and I just don't think that people give the MLB playoffs a chance. 
Well, I always compare it to the the NCAA tournament where it's like I don't care all year until October hits. But this year didn't grab me. Did it grab you guys? It didn't grab me until yesterday. So my opinion on the MLB playoffs, um, I'm not super interested until the Mariners are in it. I'm a huge Mariner fan. I cannot wait till they get in the playoffs someday down the road. Hopefully. Someday, maybe. Um, but like a gift from God. I, I, I mean, I follow the MLB throughout the entire season, and then you know when the Mariners don't get in, um, it it kind of is tough to follow during the entire um, postseason. But it is still kind of fun. I do like what the Yankees are doing, even though I hate them. I like what the Yankees are doing. It shows that wild card game means a ton. And if you can get into that game and win the game, yeah. your chances of going far are pretty high. And we've seen a lot of teams do it. The Royals have done it, and, and now the Yankees have done it, and they are now one game away from the World Series. So I'm, I'm cool. rooting for you. I said either New York or L.A. I don't care which one. Yeah. If, and if they both get in, I'm kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. I hope Houston and L.A. get in so I can at least pick a team. Yeah. But for the first, I'm very excited because now I finally care. And, and Good. when baseball matters, it is a very special sport because it's just so much more intense and so much more personal. I really enjoy that. Uh, I want to shift our gears now to the Cavaliers. I said earlier on the show, and I've said this all, all week, that the minute Gordon Hayward broke his ankle, season's over. The Cavaliers now have won the East. Do you guys agree with that point? I 100% agree with that point. I mean, this year, you, you, you could even argue that the Cavs are even deeper this year than they have been the last three seasons. Yeah, 100%. Going to the finals. I mean, they have, with additions <laughs> of Derrick Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, that's insane. Yeah. And, and, and you, you have Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith coming off the bench. Why this amazing like realization? I, I was watching the game. I'm like, oh my god! Like you, you know that their t- their roster is really good. But then you're like, they have Derrick Rose, they have Dwayne Wade, they have Kevin Love and LeBron, and later Isaiah Thomas. Like it just, I knew, I knew how good they were. But then I saw it actually on the court, and I was like, that's incredible. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they uh, the Cavs are unbelievable again. Too much depth. Um, <laughs> the East is um, it's kind of sad. Um, I would go maybe you know bottom five teams um, are just so so um, and the, you know it's it's pretty much a top three race. Boston is really at a at a tough position right now. Kyrie um, didn't shoot very well in his last game against the Bucks at home in their home opener. Um, very poor. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Boston can shape out. But yes, I do. Going back to your question, I think Cleveland will win the East pretty easily this, well, this year. It's funny. The East is so uncompetitive that I would even say, I, I would say this, really. The most interesting team to me in the East is actually the 76ers. Like, I just, I'm, I'm curious, can they turn it around? Can they build something? Because the Cavaliers, it's like, we already know, it's said and done. We know who's going to win the East. Yep. Can, can, I, can I just come in here real quick yeah. with oh, a, yeah. a team? The team I'm actually excited to see this year is I'm really excited to see how the Milwaukee Bucks play. Really? I really Giannis. am excited with Giannis and Greek you know, Chris Freak. Middleton. Yes. You know, Matthew <laughs> Dellavedova has even looked pretty decent this year. I've, yeah. I've, we were, me and Drake were actually just watching the game before we came in here and started doing really? this. But yep. <laughs> Delhi was looking really good, and I'm actually excited for that team. I'm not saying that they can – I don't think they'll compete with the Cavs, but they are looking like a, you know, an exciting team to watch this year. Now, we yes. talk about – I know it's early, but could Giannis be the NBA MVP? He can be the MVP, yeah? yes. Why? Yes. Why? Um, his potential is unreal. I mean, Kevin Durant even came out this week and said that you know, his ceiling could be you know, the best to ever play this game. So when a guy like Kevin Durant is saying that, and he doesn't say that very often about players, um, it's pretty cool to see, and I think Giannis could, could definitely do some very special things. I'm embarrassingly ill-informed when it comes to the Greek freak. What does he do? So spectacular because I, I hear all this hype. But I don't actually know what he's good at. I, all you got to do is just look at the guy, man. I mean, he is just huge. His his wingspan is <laughs> sure, sure, just big. But, and, but it's huge. It's, right? it's not only that though, Zach. It's it's how athletic he is and yeah. how well he he can just get to the hole at will. 
He can get to the hoop at will. And he can just score at will. He is just insane. And they call him a, a Greek, the Greek freak for a reason. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a special He, he is just special, and he's only going to get better from here. It's a good comparison to Aaron Judge, where Aaron Judge is just this freak of nature athlete. Is that is that a good comparison? Yeah, good comparison. Yeah. yeah, I mean the Greek freak. He's like he's literally a Greek god. I don't know how he's not <laughs> called a Greek god because he is the Adonis. <laughs> yes, but once yeah. this kid gets a jump shot, he is going to be almost unstoppable. Yeah. Um, just yeah, his ability to you know get strides in the lane and he can dunk it almost over. So, so that anybody. I guess that was my question: so, Can the guy shoot? It sounds like he can't. It's coming. It, it's it's yeah. a streaky thing when watching him play. Um, you can see it. You know he wants to shoot the ball. That's something he's yeah. got to continue to do. He has to keep shooting the ball. And, and and somehow get respected back there. So okay, we have a point of contention. All, we, me and Mark, always somehow naturally side yeah. with each other, and we always go up against you. And I've been saying all year. I, I said this when I watched the Rockets beat the Warriors in the first game of the NBA season, and I was like, "Relax, slow down. This means nothing because remember the Spurs won by thirty points in the opener last year against the Warriors." And I said, "Look, the, the Warriors had a bad game, and the Rockets still could barely compete with them." And I don't think anyone can compete with the Warriors in the West. I know you love the Thunder, and we're going to talk about that. I can't wait. But I really strongly believe that nobody can compete with the Warriors in the West. How do you guys feel about that? Mark, start with it. Um, you know, I, I agree with you, Zach. And, but the, Funny, huh? Isn't that weird? Wow. We agree all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, I do have four teams that could possibly compete. I don't think... They'll go seven games with the with the Warriors yeah. in the like, in, like the Rockets in the are interesting. They're it's a fun series, team. but the, the Warriors I guess, always I guess win. what I want to say: compete, maybe not, but interesting teams. Yeah, I have four. Definitely, I have the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, because they're a big lineup. Sure, I have the Houston Rockets. Yeah, of course. I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. If if big if 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 Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George all learn to play together, they can compete with the Warriors. I believe that they can. I agree with that. Um, but it, but that's a big, it, that's a it's huge a, It's if. a huge if. It's a huge if. if. If it doesn't work out, then And that's where nobody. Drake, that's where we butt heads, man. I, but, I, I'm, I think Carmelo Anthony's cancer. Uh, what I, was it? Was there a fourth team? I, I, I there was. And what, my last team is obviously the Cavs. Dude, I think the Cavs have an even better shot this year than they did last year. I, I agree with that. They're a better I roster. 100%. But now, that. the Thunder, man. We, You and I butt heads. I, I yes. really, I, I'm not a Carmelo yes. with any fan. I think he's cancer. I wouldn't want to play with him. I kicked off a guy. I kicked a guy off my team in high school who was like him. I was like, nope, not dealing with that. I'm not playing with that guy. Why do you believe in the Thunder this year, Drake? Okay, first of all, I did wear this shirt, by the way, Thunder Blue. So God, get out of here, please! Oh, Nobody right. wants you here. Drake. I had to do it. I had go to go. No, they got a good Gosh. win. Your room. They got a good win Jeez, again, last man. night against the Knicks. Um, they did. I watched the but, entire but it's game. The Knicks. Okay, again, I was going to get to that. <sighs> I watched the entire game, and um, yeah, at times early in the game, they looked a little flustered, um, trying to get everybody going. Westbrook, sure. Westbrook was was a guy that uh, was interesting to me, but um, let me get to Melo. Um, <laughs> So Mello, his potential could be Team USA Mello, which if that is the case, we saw what he can do with a bunch of players around him, okay? Westbrook shot 7 of 12 from the field, okay? Sure. He was taking good shots. He was getting into lane. 16 assists, and then he, get, again, gets another triple-double to add to his resume. Yeah. But it goes to show, like, when, this, when, when all three guys get over 20, I love their chances of winning, especially if they can just develop some sort of a bench 
this team could be very dangerous to Challenge Warriors. I'm not going to say they're going to beat them, okay? but I will say this. They will push them to the brink. I, I do think that will happen. Well, because the obvious the line of thinking is that now Westbrook can take better shots because he's not having to force everything because he has help for the first time a in lot, a long time, at least since, since Kevin Durant left. A lot of the load will be taken off him, and, and I could see it last night. Just, just one yeah. game sample. I know it's one game sample, sure, but, but it's you still could indicative. just see the potential there. Yeah. You could see the potential there. And then, the I mean, we haven't even talked about the defense of this team. You can see the defense and, and their capabilities and the effort that they're putting in on that end. Yeah. Something I haven't seen the last few years, even with Durant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Just saying. How do you feel about the Thunder? Can I just, just give some background? Yeah, on please do. Why? Well, yeah, I have so much NBA bias <laughs> towards the Thunder. Oh, man. Here we go. Um. I am the saltiest Sonics fan, and I am still so salty, and I will never be able to root for the Thunder. I never will be able to, yeah. and I, I've never just wanted a team in any sport to lose more than the Thunder, even the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> now I want them to win, because I want that rivalry back with the Seahawks, yeah. but with the Thunder, I don't even have a team to root for anymore. I have free reign. I give myself free reign to bandwagon any team I want, which is why Zach and I were Lakers fans. Lonzo now, Ball! Lonzo Ball, Let's baby! Go, baby! Yeah! Yeah! Lonzo, baby! So Anyways, but... No, no, continue. With the Thunder, I... <laughs> looking at it from a wow. non-basketball um, bias, though, and my uh, Sonics bias, I, I am excited for this team. Watching that game last night was very encouraging, and if those three stars... Well, let's Westbrook, say two, two and a half stars. Westbrook, two and a half stars. Mello and Paul George. If yes. they can figure it out. If they can figure it out, I, I do agree that they can compete with the Warriors. I still think the Warriors win in a four-game series in the playoffs. I still Or a seven-game like, series in the, in the playoffs. Do you think they win in four? Is that why you said four? Is I, that I, I don't slip? think they'll win in four. I think that the Thunder give them a battle, but Warriors win 4-2. So if we had to pick one team, what team in, in the West challenges the Warriors the best and the most? In the West? Yeah. Of, of, in, in the, the West, what team challenges the, potential? Them the most? The potential is the Thunder. And you it's, think so? And, I agree. And again, I agree. Because of size? Well, no, well, they don't have really size, but they have the matchup problems to actually like match the Warriors. I mean, they really can't. I mean, they honestly look like the Warriors. I mean, they got their big guy, and then they got the other players around. I mean, they got four smalls. They can pull that off. Now, the Rockets are the same thing, but again, can they stay healthy? Okay, Chris Paul could be out uh, up to four weeks, just yeah. announced today, so two to four weeks. Can he stay healthy? And then the Spurs, can they stay healthy? But again, that's something you cannot account for for any team is injuries, so it'll be interesting to see what happens down the stretch. So I love that you brought up the idea of matchups, because when I, when I, when I match up any team with the Warriors— I say it's how many stars do you have? How many guys do you have that can play at an elite level? And this is why I don't believe in the Thunder and why I don't believe in any team in the West. Is he even the Thunder who do? I, I admit, I, I, I'm not a Melo fan. I'm very biased. I do not like him. I'm but when Melo plays that. great, he is, he's a great basketball player. Yeah. And, but when you match up... So, okay, who guards Steph Curry? You have Russell Westbrook guards Steph Curry. Yes. That's a good matchup. You, let's say Melo and... Uh, it, would it be Kevin Durant? Who, who guards no, and, Kevin Durant? Uh, Melo would be guarding uh, Draymond Green. Melo guards Kevin, Draymond Green. Would it be Paul George and Kevin Durant? Yep. That so is then exactly we still have Clay Thompson. Yeah. There's still who 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 accounts for Clay Thompson, and no matter how you match it up, that Roberson is ridiculous. Uh, sure, sure, but, but what he's, I mean he's is, very good. He's if you match good, up the stars, but who has more stars? The Warriors always Warriors have, have the more most stars. stars. I'll give them that. 
But but again, a guy that's really coming out of his own right now is Steven Adams. Watch him. I, I do think he'll grow a lot so? this season. He'll get a lot of easy buckets inside, a lot of sure. lobs. You could see it last night. He was 100% from the field last night. Okay, So he was getting good, easy shots. So I'm very curious if my, my belief works, because my belief has always been in the NBA. The, the team with the most stars always wins. It's always just how many... It's about star... It's a star-driven league. It's not like the NBA. It's not like baseball. One player can take over... If LeBron can take over a game, that's, that's how the NBA works. The number of stars you have, the more stars you have, the more likely you are to win games. And I just don't think anyone matches up with the Warriors. I, we talked about this last time. We watched the game against the Rockets. I'm like, how do you... When they're hitting shots, how do you beat them? It's impossible. It's, I, no, I agree with you, Zach. I mean, it, it, it's a tough team to beat. And and watching them against the Rockets, man, not only were they shooting well, but they were they were running fast breaks against the Rockets, man. That is dangerous. <laughs> if you can get out yeah. on a team and break on them like that, and they're hitting their threes uh, and their shots. Like in, in transition, they're three hitting threes? Three beats, two every day. Oh, three day. beats, a two well, a all equation. day long. Yep. Do you have to say? Just going off the three beats, too. So the Thunder last night, again, you could see the three-point potential with them. Threes? They were hitting threes. They were shooting more threes, and they have guys that can actually shoot it because last year they were last in the NBA, and that is definitely going to change this year. I expect them to be um, you know, at least in the top ten and shooting the three ball this year. How likely do you team. think it is that Paul George— cause I, top, I, I, top ten. No, no, what I, what I really 10, want. Maybe ten or nine. Top ten. Top, top ten top in the 10. NBA and shooting The, the only guy I, I see on that Thunder oh. roster that, that'll shoot threes well is Paul George. Only oh guy. My God. I, 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 are you serious? I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Do, do you want? Oh my gosh! Again, Expl- the explain potential. to me who. I said who? the potential of this team can be top ten shooting in threes. Potential. Obviously, you got potential. You're not even looking at other guys matter. like Alex. Can, can I just say something Alex real quick Abrinus. about potential? Just let me say something real quick about potential. Spa- the only thing that potential means is that you haven't done anything yet. Now that's a, that's a good so, point, but it's not fair because they so we're going off this yet. season. By the way, that's okay, true. so this that's season true. so far. Small sample size. Again, the Warriors did lose their first game. We'll throw that out there. They sure. did lose their first game. Yep. Okay, I mean, you did, made it sound like they were owning the Rockets, getting out on the fast break, <laughs> and shooting threes like yeah. there's no tomorrow. No, they definitely but struggled. But they did lose they, the game. There were streaks where At they did home. that, though. You, yeah. Can't Again, argue that. No, so I want to I want to shift Yeah, gears, so it's potential. If we, we saw the potential of the Warriors this season. This is this <laughs> season. Yeah. This isn't, we're not talking about last season. Because obviously last season, the Thunder had no chance against the Warriors. Okay? They'd lose 4 nothing. I, I want to I shift gears to the Lakers now. Okay. I, I, go, I, love, Lonzo. I love Lonzo Ball. Let's go Lonzo Ball. And, and I really, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited for Lonzo. And I, I talked today about how it's very interesting. I think he's going to get, everybody he plays is going to bring their max. You know Kobe, when we play Kobe at the rec? I bring my best game. I, no, I, I really, when I play that Kobe. Kobe kid, I bring more out of myself because I want, I want to bring it against him. I, I play with more intensity than normal. That's what everybody who plays Lonzo Ball this year is going to bring more intensity because they don't like his dad, they don't like what he stands for, and they're punishing him for his dad's actions. And I think that's very interesting and fascinating. How like, what, what do you guys have to say to that? Is there, do you have any response? Can, can I just go real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was watching SportsCenter last night, and a lot of you know, hype, surrounding Lon- or hype surrounding Lonzo, ESPN was kind of going at him for not having a good game. I have oh, one yeah. word to describe Lonzo Ball's first game. Encouraged. He's I'm encouraged from that performance. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he had three points. He also had nine rebounds and four assists. Probably should have been seven or eight assists because yep. his teammates missed a lot of buckets. Well, his team's awful. First his of all. team is not very good. But <clears throat> something else that Lakers fans need to understand. I understand it's been a long time since they've been good. I get it. I yeah. get it. They're in the rebuilding stages. I get it. But you have to wait a little longer. Lonzo Ball. It's not an overnight is, fix. He, he will not be. He will not be. He needs, I want to say, two, three years, maybe four, until he becomes just an absolute superstar. I, I think he will reach that, but 
you know, I, we're all older than Lonzo Ball. That's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. He's he's 19 yes, years he old, 19, playing yep. in the NBA yep. against grown men, and we got to remember physically he needs time to develop, and I think it's going to yep. take a while for him. Yep. Um, I'm really. What I'm fascinated with with the Lakers is I think they're really building something, and I love their culture. And I, I really am a fan of Lonzo Ball. I think it's very exciting. Do you think it's it's possible? I think I think LeBron is going to the Lakers. That's what I want to happen. That's what I really believe in. I think I think it's going to be one year. We'll see what happens with have, like the Cavaliers. But they're an old roster. I think he goes to LA and plays there. Exactly. How likely is it they get Paul George? Is that is that a possibility still? I think it's a huge possibility. And can I just wanted to say this, uh, LeBronzo baby, oh, LeBronzo. Yeah. I agree oh. with Colin Coward, baby. <laughs> I think it will happen. My gosh. Anyways, though, I Zach, I do think <laughs> that getting Paul George is a huge possibility for the Lakers, and I think it would really benefit Lonzo if they did get Paul George, because Paul George could, you know, rub off some magic, you know, teach Lonzo a little bit how to be a good how to be a good player. Well, in both the of them would be such a good influence. It'd on be him, insane, and and that's another thing with Lonzo that that people need to understand is he doesn't have any stars on his team right now. So, uh, you could argue Brooke Lopez, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's, well, the narrative around Lonzo Ball this year is, well, sorry, around Paul George. The narrative around Paul George is that, well, if they struggle, if the Thunder struggle and they have issues, would he leave the Thunder and go to the Lakers? What if Lonzo Ball stinks? Or what if Lonzo Ball plays amazing? Because Lonzo Ball plays a factor in his decision to go to LA. I would, I would think, right? Because you wouldn't want to go to a team where guys aren't very good. Or you would want to go to a team where you have help and someone's really talented and showing a lot of promise. So, so one thing I, I want to, you know, tackle off of here is that you know remember when everybody would go to the Knicks as a free agent or maybe the Lakers you know remember when they had their you know kind of bigger yeah. dynasties that you yeah. know you could see them get going people wanted to go there it's a destination. Wanted to go there. now it's like eh, I don't want to even give them a shot I mean the Lakers don't even get a shot with some big you know big name free agents the but Knicks aren't even getting any shots that's what I'm saying I know exactly why wouldn't you want to go play in New York? Why wouldn't you go want to, you know, go play in LA? It's changing now and guys want to win and they want to go where other stars are or other stars are developing and you could see a young core. Yeah. Minnesota, okay? Jimmy Butler went there, okay? Obviously. Yeah. Well, guys are leaving money behind for Guys are leaving money behind. I mean, Dwayne Wade going to Cleveland, okay? And, you know, Carmelo Anthony making that sacrifice to go to the Thunder, okay? There's other guys making sacrifices and Chris Paul, you know, going to play with James Harden. It's it's a league now where it's about making super teams again. And if guys don't see the potential with the Lakers, why would you want to go there? Well, because it always comes down to it's the number not of stars for sure. You have. Paul George or LeBron are going to go there. They have the money. That's great. Knicks sure. have the money. How could they not? I mean, they can fill their. I mean, I guarantee they're they have plenty of cap space right now. You make a good point that it's not a guarantee at all. And it's, I guess I've been taking for granted. Of course, LeBron's going to leave. Of course, Paul George yeah. would want to go there. Maybe they wouldn't. Yeah. It's not a destination like it used to be. It, no, it's not. And LA is obviously a great area. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to play there? Play for Magic Johnson. But again, it's. It's a changing game now where guys want to win. So, and guys are leaving a lot of money on the table, like you yeah. were talking about. So, it's going to be interesting to see um, how this next offseason plays out. I want to shift to the, the final. The, the, there's, a, there's one game this weekend that really fascinates me. We have a, the rematch of the Super Bowl. The Falcons play the Patriots, and I'm very, very excited. I think this game's very important for both teams. And I, I, I'm picking the Patriots to win this game. And I think the most important part of this game is Julio Jones. We've seen the Patriots defense struggle all year. But we know that what Bill Belichick always does is take away the opposing team's best player or best weapon. And if they can execute their plan, actually more, more indicative would be if they can't execute their plan. I believe if Julio Jones makes plays on Sunday, the Patriots will lose the game. No matter what happens. They just, still might just, not win. Even, even if they don't shut down Julio Jones, they still might lose. But if they, do, if they don't shut down Julio Jones, it's over. Because their game plan will be to take away Julio Jones. Do you agree with that? Well, uh, yes. I mean, Bill Belichick always, you know, he's been yeah. a guy to know, known to do that. But, um, 
you know, they got other playmakers on that team. I mean, you got Tevin Coleman. Oh, they're scary. You've got Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Travis Gabriel. Um, but one thing the Patriots have been uncharacteristically doing this year is losing at home. Yeah. I mean, they should be 0-3, in no, my opinion, at home. They have two losses at home. They have two. I mean, they lost to Carolina, and yeah. they lost to Kansas City, obviously. Yeah. But the Texans sh- should have beat them. Deshaun Watson had oh, an unbelievable you're, game. You're right. Should have won that game. So they should be 0-3 at to home ro- right They now. should have lost to a rookie quarterback at home, which has never happened. Okay, but Deshaun Watson, he's not a rookie quarterback. Oh, he's fantastic. He's unbelievable. Quarter- I mean, number one fantasy quarterback right now. Is he really? Yes, he is. That's, I, don't I got fantasy. him, by the way. <laughs> he's been good. But, son of a gun. So I actually I give the Falcons a very good shot at winning. Sure. Um, I think, but if they can't win this game, uh, the Super Bowl is going to be hanging over them. You know, for the whole season, and it's this game's gonna. Just well, this is the revenge on. game, right? This is supposed to be the revenge game, but again, they can't. They can't let that. They shouldn't think too much about the Super Bowl. They shouldn't. They should just take this as another game. I know they're not, and I wouldn't either if I was a player. But as best as you can, treat this as another game. And they need to win right now. They need to win. I mean, they just lost last week to Miami at home after being up seventeen <laughs> nothing. So a, a bad Miami team. I I actually do think they'll rebound. I do think they'll win this football game. So Mark, my even, even yeah. if Julio Jones is is, is sure, shut down. Sure. So yeah. my my senior or my sorry my junior year of high school, I lost the game on national TV. It was one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. We we blocked a field goal, they picked it up and ran for a touchdown. We were on world's worst. Keith Oberman made fun of us. It was it was it was a really really a really embarrassing loss. Very similar to the way the Falcons lost, where everyone wow. it's very public, it's very embarrassing. And when we played that same team the next year, it's our rivalry game every year. We were like this. It meant so much more to us. We were like never again. We we are not losing this team. F these guys, we're taking it to them. And I'm very curious to see how the Falcons respond. from Because they very publicly had maybe the most embarrassing Super Bowl loss ever. I, I know there's been worse, but to lose that way, the way they did, up that many points and to lose that game, that's a stain that will never go away. And that's a memory that will never be erased. I'm very curious to see how the Falcons respond this weekend. You know, I actually think that this Falcons-Patriots game might be the most exciting game we see in the NFL this year so far. <laughs> and the reason I say that is is, is just because the way these two, two teams play, I mean, they have just awesome offenses, yeah. two great quarterbacks, and their defenses, I mean, with the Patriots, they've been mediocre at best this year. At best. And you have the Atlanta Falcons who are inconsistent. I just think that it's going to be a field day for both offenses, and it's ultimately going to come down to what defense plays better. And like you said with Julio Jones, I do believe that Julio Jones will be that X factor this year. He hasn't really been Julio Jones this year. He's had some some off games, but if he comes out and he is the Julio Jones that we all know, Atlanta Falcons, I think, are definitely going to win this game. I think they will. Matt like Ryan that. hasn't been bad this year, but he's been definitely unremarkable. This could be maybe his breakout game because we we haven't seen him to the levels he's played last this the last season. Could this be his breakout game where he finally breaks through and has a fantastic game? I definitely believe it. It will be, yeah. and because this is when the Falcons need him most right now. I yeah. think you know. Yes. I think this is a huge. And it means game so much them. to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Coming back off that horrible loss, Julio Jones needs to show up. He needs to show up, and Matt Ryan needs to be Matt Ryan, the Matt Ryan we had last year, and he needs to show up too. Those are two guys that you absolutely need for I, this game. I'm of the belief that he's not the Matt Ryan we saw. I think that was an anomaly. I really believe that he had an amazing. Offensive coordinator, and I think a special year where it just everything fell into place. I don't think we'll see that Matt Ryan ever again. So, Colin Coward made a uh, pretty funny statement on Matt Ryan. He called him Andy Dalton in a dome. So, <laughs> so I, I actually this this season, I, oh, I actually God. do agree with that statement. He's been just inconsistent. <clears throat> He's been forcing things. They've given up leads. They've lost to some weird team. I mean, Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's Miami? a good team. 
But it was at home. It was in the it was in the dome. Yeah, and it was Miami in the dome. So. I don't know. We'll see what Matt Ryan could bring. He'll be on the road this time. Not really much pressure from the fan base. You know, it's it's them against the world. Okay, nationally televised game, Sunday night football. You know, lots riding on this, and so, they need to win. So before we sign up, let's. I think I yeah. my money's on the Patriots. Who do you pick, Mark? I have the Atlanta Falcons because really? I really like Matt Ryan, and yeah, he's been inconsistent yeah. this year. And yeah, I do agree with you, Zach. I do think last year was an anomaly, and I don't think he will probably play that well in a season again. But Matt Ryan has flashes, and I think one of his flashes will come against these Patriots. It means too much to him, too much to this ball team, and uh, that's that's who I, I that's who my bet's on is the Falcons. Earlier on the show, I talked about there the three most valuable people in the entire NFL right now are, are Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers until he got hurt in Tom Brady. Because I'm never betting against Tom Brady ever again. I've learned my lesson. Because he's carrying the worst defense he's ever had. And he still looks phenomenal. And he's the reason they're at, they have the record they have. I'm just, I'm too, I'm never betting against Tom Brady ever again. Drake, who do you pick? I, I pick Atlanta. I got them winning this game. I think a lot of the close games the Patriots have been in, this is going to add up. And they're going to lose this game at home. And they are going to fall to 1-3 and three at home. Mm. And I can't. I couldn't believe I'd, I'd be saying this at the beginning <laughs> of the season. A lot of oh, people no. are talking 19-0 and 0 to win the I, Super Bowl. I predicted something around that. And, and that's okay because everybody thought, I mean, I didn't think they'd be doing that. I mean, well, I thought that, you know, I thought... At well, nobody expected the defense, right? I thought at least, but again, some you can't account for is injuries. And Dante Hightower has been yeah. their guy, and him yeah. getting injured was huge. So um, I do think the Patriots will lose. I think the Falcons will step up, and uh, they'll get this victory. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun game, a fantastic game. Yes. Guys, this has been Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so much for watching. This is Drake Bowers, as always. Mark Campanero, am I saying that right? Oh yeah, yeah. dude! Oh, yeah. I, I love you guys you so it. much. I'm so grateful. A, a that we've been hanging out at school because like you just have made you made this year like phenomenal for me. But this has been really fun. We you guys killed it tonight. I'm very hey, proud of you guys. Well, we love your podcast, man. It's just awesome an honor podcast, to even man. be on here, man. This is awesome. We love what you're doing, Zach. So, thank you so thank much. You. It's Thanks a ton of work, us. and I really appreciate you guys both. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on YouTube. Uh, go YouTube at Strong Opinion Sports and share this video with your friends. This video, this podcast, whoever you're listening, whoever you're consuming it. Do you have anything to say, Drake? I do have one thing to say. Please follow me on Twitter, guys. At Drake, <laughs> at Drake Boers. At Drake Boers on Twitter, K. What's special about Drake is he wears dress shoes. Even though nobody's going to see his feet. True. That's the end of the show. Unless you want to see it. <laughs> Go Cougs, baby. Oh!